0: I'm just saying I'm just really happy with how the game was itself. Like it was just super entertaining. I think Jalen Hurts proved a lot of people wrong. Um I I saw this really good thing today that Hurts, despite losing, left the game better than when he came into it. Um I just I there's just so much respect towards Jalen Hurts gained from this game from every fan across the NFL, in my opinion. It is episode 148 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast, presented by Blue Wire. It's your it's your boy, Jevin Lefave. we got Hayden Barton as well. Just us two cranking it this episode. We're uh, we're coming off a wicked Super Bowl, already deemed a classic, which I think most people could agree on. Fresh off Riri being announced Prego, and some news coming out of the NHL, so it's going to be a fascinating episode but Hayden how we doing today how you feeling this morning off the Super Bowl yesterday we're recording on Monday night here how's it going
1: good no it's absolutely good yeah recording on Monday night can't wait for Tuesday to just have everything drop uh it's classic um (laughs) obviously can't record tomorrow gotta take out the honeys so yeah after last night a nice Monday to just kind of soak in the fact that it's 207 days till the next, you know, kick for football is just kind of depressing. But <clears throat> it's good because I'm getting into hockey. Obviously, you set up the green screen behind me. Head to the YouTube if you want to check it out. It's really round. doesn't really fill out the whole box camera as my face just fucking glitches. Yeah. And I also have like a red chair behind me. So it's just.
0: It's <sighs> like. It's like grade A, like Marvel level green screen. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah,
1: it's 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 not bad. You just gotta not have anything else in your way, and you'll be perfectly fine.
0: You gotta <laughs> stay completely still and not move.
1: Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Golden. Yeah. yeah. And you're I just funny. need a camera that can maybe zoom in a little, and then it'll be a lot better. But yeah. for the time being, it's about as good as it's gonna get. Yeah, it's money. Absolutely. What about you, man? How was your, uh, how was your day?
0: It was all right, man. It was so long. Like we have for, so Monday is my three hour class mm-hmm. and it is the wrong class. It's like the only three hour class that I have. If you yeah. take out like, cause so, some of our classes are split into like a lecture and a lab and there's a class in between. So it's like technically a three hour like day for that one class, but it's split into two sessions. Okay. This one is just three straight hours in the same class. hmm And it's, like, marketing foundations. And the teacher talks in such a laid-back, like, calm tone. And he talks oh, so it's, slow. It's, it's like, like
1: you're ready to go to bed or something.
0: It's the wrong class to have for three hours. And it was just, like, I looked, and it was 9.30 to 12.20. Yeah. And... Whenever like, like today I looked at my phone and it was eleven thirty and it felt like I'd been there for four hours already. I was like, <laughs> this is brutal. And then I did the sports casting for the evolution radio today from mm-hmm. one to five. So it's just been a long day, man. And then I have like a midterm on Wednesday. So after we're done this, I have to study edit it up. and then study and review and do a quiz that's due tonight for this for the class. So it's just like
1: you got a lot on your plate.
0: Just, a, just a touch, man. Just a touch, and you know, mm-hmm. I um, I've I've gotten to the point on like busy schedules where like I haven't been able to comprehend dates with days of the week.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I didn't realize how close like Valentine's Day was coming up. So yeah. I didn't get a reservation in anywhere. So I'm just gonna cook dinner at home. <laughs> nice. And there save you go. Money. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we're on the struggle bus right now. I can't lie. I lost a lot of money over the weekend. <laughs> and, you know, it's just not thriving. That's just what happens. But we're just trying to survive. Exactly. Making it really hard on myself, though, but we're doing our best.
1: I mean, if you think about it in terms of, like, potential money, you could have won. You're rich as fuck right now, bro. Oh. <laughs>
0: Derek McKinnon, man. Jarek
1: McKinnon, that. all he needed was just 10 more receiving yards, and you would have been up on the weekend. Yeah. And if literally any other square didn't go to any of my family members or people who I'm, uh, like, I don't yeah, know, I'm significant calling... othered with, then mad.
0: Yeah, I'm calling <laughs> collusion.
1: Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> i uh i told my coworkers today like carter and rob who were on the board i told them about it i was like um yeah i know people were just calling me out saying that i rigged the board and i could totally understand why and if i had won it probably would have like ended in a fire yeah
0: <laughs> for real man
1: yeah like so first, it's probably good that it didn't happen
0: first board go see your girl seconds or yeah, first, square first goes quarter. To Second square goes to your mom. Third square goes to your c- cousin Jana. Jana. Your yeah. cousin. And then the fourth <laughs> one goes almost to your brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> no you know one... what's funny? My brother literally chose squares that day, Shaden the night before, and my mom the day before. <laughs> Taylor yeah, was I... the only one who had chosen squares. She was the first person, actually, that actually responded to say, like, yeah, I'm down. And then chose squares that day.
0: So. Yeah, it's uh, Method to the Madness. It just wasn't my weekend because I lost (laughs) money in poker as well on Friday. (sighs) Just, uh... Yeah. It's a rough night, man. Rough night. I'm about to crawl into, like, a hole and just cry. Wither away. Yeah. I'm delivering, I'm delivering pizzas on Saturday, so hopefully I uh, make some money back. Make a little bit back.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to order a pizza and then not tip you.
0: Well, I wouldn't even come out to you even if you were in our delivery zone. So No, I'm literally
1: just going to go to a house that's uh available in Poco
0: just to do it. Well I can't wait to just accidentally <laughs> drop your pizza walking up to you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oops, oh
0: boy. yeah, whoopsies, yeah, whoopsie, just minor oopsie. <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, we'll get into some minor uh, NHL details here. Lots of a lot of trade talks coming up. Not necessarily trades broken, just a lot of trade conversations starting to heat up. Minor notes here and there. So a couple signings, couple of game misconducts. Canucks went on a l- losing week once again, but uh. Yeah, talk a uh, talk a little bit about that. We'll recap the NFL, and then we'll play a little game at the end. Uh, that we neither me or Hayden have prepped for, but it's decently easy that we can maybe wing it on the fly. Perfect. But uh, we had a trade in the NHL last week on Thursday. Vladimir Tarasenko. He um, this is the the one we posted on our social media that broke the day after we recorded. Funny enough, really and... natural for things to happen. <laughs> we right upload after. on
1: the Wednesday, but even when we record on the Wednesday, it happens the next day.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's brutal, but um, no, Vladimir Tarasenko after many many times uh requesting to get traded, maybe not many times being like requesting to get traded, but it's been a couple of years since he has requested a trade out of St. Louis. His request is finally finalized. He's been traded to the New York Rangers along with Prospect Nico Nicola a six foot four to two twenty pound defenseman um, out of Finland. Uh, sent to the Rangers for Sammy Blay, Prospect Hunter Skinner, a conditional 2023 first round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick. Uh, Tarasenko then immediately made his impact felt, or made his presence felt, as a Ranger, scoring three minutes into his Rangers debut off of an assist from Artemi Panarin. Now, Tarasenko. So, New York's scoring has been one that's kind of been inconsistent for many years. What are your thoughts on them acquiring uh Tarasenko in this <clears> trade? <throat> I think it's an absolute win. It
1: shows that the Rangers are ready to go on a run and getting a goal scorer and maybe just like a point getter like Tarasenko uh who is having kind of like a down year. I'd say might even be exactly what he needs. You know, new change of scenery. So we see a lot for players these days. Like they just get bored easily and I don't I I don't uh I don't fault it. Like if your team's doing shit, it's so hard to stay loyal to a team for more than four years without any sort of success. Excuse me. And the Rangers, you know, you see it, you can see like, you can see success within. And I think Shosturkin is like the biggest cornerstone to that. You know, he hasn't had the greatest season this year, but like, (laughs) <laughs> he had like one of the greatest seasons of all time last year. So you got to just trust the process. And I feel like the blues are a little bit more behind than the Rangers, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I think Tarasenko. Sanko, he's had history of being a sniper in this league. It's just like you said, it's not necessarily he's been bad. It's just his health has been a huge factor in his success. And going through shoulder surgeries and just upper body injuries and stuff like that the past few years, it's been really tough for him to get anything going. And for what he's been healthy this year, he's been decent. It's just been the past couple of years prior. Yeah. Um, like last year, he had a good full season, 82 points in 75 games, still missed a few. But the past, the two prior to that, he only played like, 30 ish games due to shoulder injuries and everything like that. So it's been tough, but I think a new start on a new team like always gets the juices going in a player and like oh, yeah. changes how they adapt. And I think this is just massive for the Rangers come playoff time because for a team that was just kind of rebuilding a few years ago, it seems like they've kind of cracked open a window on. Like, we got to win now and take advantage of Fox and Zibanejad while they're still wanting to be here and everything like that. And Panarin, he's aging, like, not necessarily aging, but, like, the more each year goes on that you don't win a cup, he's getting older and that contract is just going to get harder to move. So you have to try and take advantage of the big contracts you have now. And why you sell Shostakin? Because you never know how long a goalie is going to be good in his prime, right? So mm-hmm. I think this is a great move um, for the Rangers. I, uh, it's an excellent scoring touch. Adds more to their power play as well. I mean, their power play has been their biggest strength for sure, but mm-hmm. it's their even strength scoring. And I think Tarasenko it gives you more flexibility to, to move other players up and down the lineup. Yeah, and um. I think this is just a great move by them to provide more uh scoring and it's easier to play with the lead and you can't have that when you're not scoring a lot on 5 on 5 and Sanko can help that. No, definitely. But uh <clears throat> Patrick Kane came out and said that he's disappointed that the Rangers traded for Terzenco and now he is questioning his future with Chicago. Um what do you think that entails? Um what are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I see a lot of I see a lot of um mixed reports, let's say from uh, what Patrick Kane has said. Uh because I'm pretty sure I've also seen reports that have said um he wants to stay loyal to the Blackhawks and I've seen reports that he's like yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, up in question with how I want to continue the rest of my career. And if I want to go to a different team, but you know, there's, there's smoke where there's fire where there's smoke. And I think it's like, it's like a pretty much 50 50 on whether or not both of them are true. It's just in due time until we see, because Holy shit. So many teams are linked to so many different players. And Patrick Kane is definitely, meant for like imagine maybe Patrick Kane on the Devils Like, let's just think about that like great veteran presence on a young team I feel like that could be really good yeah. don't know why just had that thought right now <laughs> so it, you just gotta figure out obviously in due time what Patrick Kane means to Chicago and any other team yeah so, yeah,
0: one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, big trade. I'm excited to see what he'll be, be able to do. He has the remainder of this year of an eight million dollar cap hit. Um, so, um, St. Louis is also retaining fifty percent of it, but it's only for the rest of this year, so it's not going to be a big deal. And the condition of the first round pick is that it'll be the pick will be the lower pick between Dallas and New York, mm-hmm. and the conditional fourth round pick will become a third if the Rangers make the playoffs. So it's probably going to become a first a, and a third yeah. for uh, St. Louis. But yeah, it's weird. It's like on Sportsnet here, it says the 2023 first round pick they get will be the lower of Dallas's and New York's. So the Rangers still have a first rounder in 2023. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that trade. Um, we got some more trade speculation coming out. Uh, Timo Meyer <laughs> trade talks are heating up with him. Um, yep. He's become a player who's a coach's dream. He's a power forward who can give you 30 goals, 70 points. Mm-hmm. It's a best of both worlds when a player is able, you can throw him on the PP1 while he'll throw the body in the corner. Players like Matt Kachuk, Tom Wilson. It's like those players are so valuable, and Timo Meyer is starting to become like that. He um, was a surrounding that he's expected to be traded anytime with Horvat going to the Islanders. Timo Meyer was projected to be a big piece going to the Islanders potentially if they were to make a move, but obviously they went with Horvat. So it's. Where does he go? There's teams like Toronto who are thinking about making a run for him. New Jersey, Carolina. What are some teams that could maybe use a player like Timo Meyer? Um, he's he's under a good contract, four years, six million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's up after this year. He's an RFA, so you'll have his rights. Um What do you think will happen with Timo Meyer? Is this just smoke and mirrors, or do you think that he's going to get traded?
1: Oh, he's going to get traded. And besides all the other 31 teams that could, you know, use him, you got to think of the playoff teams that could use him because everyone can use a Timo Meyer in their life. And like you said, this guy is a coach's dream. He's like a power forward, but he gives you like that type of vibe, like how you're saying with – uh, other power forwards, you know, and just uh, one person that Scott brought up last week about Meyer was Jerome McGinley, and it's like, yeah, like yeah. I could, I love that comparison. So it's got to be a team. Like I, I was thinking, what if Colorado, just because of Landeskog, right? Like he's on LTIR, so he's not counting against the cap, right? Yeah. So like he could go to Colorado if they somehow opened up stuff, which probably can't, but, um, man. He could go to like any team and still be a part of like a great
0: line. Yeah. What if he went to Boston? (laughs) Yeah, that would be crazy. I think, I think the thing with Boston though, is that you have to, There's so much like the chemistry is so good in that room. It's like, I don't know if I don't want to fuck with it. No, you're
1: absolutely right. But I mean, you've heard of all the good shit like with Timo Meyer, you know? And maybe they need like a good PR stunt after they tried to pull that
0: one with the fucking guy who is that bully or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I don't think Boston's gonna mess around with any like massive names, like um who knows I could be completely wrong, but um, I just think they have so much good mojo like anywhere, if anything, I think they beef up like their bottoms their bottom four defense, maybe um just to like add some depth pieces as opposed to like superstars where they're gonna have to give up a lot for um mm-hmm. because they're obviously riding such a high right now in the regular season going into playoffs. I don't know Definitely. if I would want to fuck around with that. And they have a good... They have experience where they don't necessarily need veteran presence. I think the squad that they have right now is like... I, I'm confident in this team alone making a cup run. Yeah, no, you're right. But I think a team like Carolina, I think would... Carolina would be good, I too. think Timo O'Mear going there would be massive. Um, I don't think Toronto needs... Forwards, I think they need more defense and goaltending, but Um, they won't do it. They're like Green Bay, who needs receivers?
1: They like they won't do it. They'll probably pick up Timo Meyer and say, "Here you go." It's like we don't need another defender, or uh, obviously, like comparison. That's honestly such
0: a good comparison. That's that's perfect. (laughs) Like we need defense. Okay, go get one. Mm, But this forward though, it's like somebody else wants
1: Timo Meyer. So we want Timo Meier. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
0: oh my God. The one thing that makes me so mad about Toronto is like, we don't want to move our first round pick or any prospects. It's like, all right, well, have fun not winning a cup with the terrible defense that you have. Right? Like, do you see the other teams that
1: give up prospects and shit like that? Like, it is so rare to have a team that will fill in properly with your prospect pool and your veteran players, like it doesn't happen every other year. It's like a once in a blue moon type of deal.
0: Yeah, it's it's infuriating, but yeah, yeah, I I think Timo Meyer goes goes to Carolina or New Jersey. I think New Jersey would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um but like New Jersey's then like on, on a lot of pieces. But what I think New Jersey why it makes sense. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, why well, I think New Jersey makes sense is because Timo Meyer's still young, and like I think they they still have his rights to work out a contract. So if like mm-hmm. they can kind of like offload something, um, like it could work with the timeline that New Jersey is. It's not like they're trading for like Patrick Kane or something like mm-hmm. that, where. It's like a rental where, like, Timo Meyer's more. There's a higher chance of them working out a contract to extend him, as opposed to like he's gonna walk after this, like Patrick yeah, a couple right? of years, yeah. Like he's only like twenty six or something, um, which is check. crazy how young he is. Yeah, fact check that. I'm not 100 percent sure, I but do that right now. I believe he's still under. He's an RFA, so like they would still like be able to work out a contract with him. So, I think New Jersey would make a lot of sense. Carolina would make a lot of sense. But. Damn, you're a pretty fucking good guesser.
1: What is he? He was born in 1996.
0: 20... 26. All right. <laughs> Math guy. Turning
1: 27
0: in October. So. Okay. That's close enough to just call him 26. Uh, that's pretty fucking old, 27. Jesus. 26, <laughs> young. <laughs> yeah. you um, old fuck yeah more trade talk this guy's name is still in the trade rumor mill and it has been for the last two fucking years i swear to god jacob chikrin <laughs> i think things are slowly we're not gonna spend too much time because i think we've talked about this guy like for the past like 10 episodes of like i being swear potentially traded but I think things are starting to become a little bit more realistic because he's been scratched. He's going to be scratched for the remainder of the week for trade related reasons. He was scratched on Friday and is probably not going to play another game for Arizona. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, So many different teams need a player like Chikrin. Every like his value is so high right now. He's, He's operating at a I think a 50 point pace right now or 50 60 point pace right now on one of the worst teams in the league. Um he's a positive player on not a great team at all. Mm-hmm. And he is he has like three years left on his contract at like four and a half million dollars. Uh he's I think around the same age as Timo Meyer. So, like, his value is just, like, unbelievable right now. He's a player that everybody wants. And I kind of understand why Arizona's taking the time to, like, trade him. Because they can't just, like, they can't fumble this. No, they can't. It's like we have a blue-chip defenseman on our back. Like, yes, he's not a KL McCarr or something like that. But he is a 50-point defenseman who is solid on both ends with a good contract. and Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. So... I think he goes to a team like Edmonton or maybe even like Boston comes in and trades for him. Like he, they might trade for him like that because they know his contract is good. But like I don't think that they trade for a player like Timo Meyer because he's probably expecting money in like the 9 mil area where they probably yeah, in the coming years. that. Yeah. But I can see him trading for Chikrin because his contract is settled, at least for a few years, and then they can figure that out in the future. But like I think Edmonton is a team that probably needs him most because he's a bit more solid on both ends and he's young. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this whole Jacob Chikrin?
1: I was actually going to say Edmonton, and one of the things I saw was um, obviously because Edmonton uh, just played the other other night. I don't know, not Sunday morning, but Saturday. They played there, and there was, like, um, the trade rumor or whatever just came out for what they would give to Arizona. And I think it was, like, Poole a first, uh, a third, and um, one of their other defensemen's uh, that they have that's, like, kind of... Can you name off Edmonton defensemen's? Tyson Berry, he's a forward, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, not, not defense. Tyson Berry.
0: Tyson Berry's a defenseman.
1: Is he a defenseman? Okay. Then I was like, I would do that trade for Chikrin. Are you fucking kidding me? You put him on a line with McDavid. He probably becomes a 70 point player. His plus minus is going to be through the roof. Like that's exactly what Edmonton needs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he becomes like an immediate power play one. Oh, easily. Easily. And, I think pairing him with like something like Darnell Nurse, I think, would help both parties. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think you I think he'd fit in really well. Uh there's rumors that came out that he him and L, like uh Arizona and LA were really close to a deal regarding Brant Clark. But then Arizona told Brant Clark that they are not trading him. So now people are like, what the fuck do we believe? So yeah. it's getting really, really interesting to see where he's going to end up. But I think I think Edmonton makes a ton of sense. But. Right now, it's all kind of up in smoke and no one truly knows what where the where he's going to end up. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, no, um, it's going to be fun to watch, though. Yeah another player that Edmonton is in on and probably closer to getting than the guy we were just talking about, Eric Carlson. Um, he became the fastest defender to 70 points in 33 years. Jesus Christ. He has
1: That's crazy. Isn't he fourth in points right now?
0: Yes. on one of the worst teams in the league, and he's a defenseman. Yeah. 18 goals, 55 assists for 73 points. Um, this is a player that Edmonton has become more involved in. Um, they've reengaged in conversations for the second time this year. Uh, that power play would go fucking crazy. That'd be but absolutely
1: insane. Holy fuck!
0: What the? What I'm still worried about is like Eric Carlson's defensive ability still isn't great for a defenseman. So I don't think it really solves ev it solves the problem that Edmonton has. Like I think Chickman would be a bit more solid. And I think they just need more like defensive defensemen.
1: Yeah, not offensive defensemen.
0: Because realistically, what do you need when you have McDavid in the offensive zone? You don't need anything crazy. Right. Yeah,
1: like you you see you see the mix that uh Hyman and McDavid like have right now. And I know we were talking about it where it was like he's like the Evander Kane of last year when he just came in and it was just points everywhere. And now Hyman's kind of taking that role. Yeah. And they need someone like Chickering because you put <laughs> you put Carlson back there. You can pretty much guarantee that you're scoring at least once on every power play just because of the, the type of plays that you could almost design and Carlson's ability, which is like none other, yeah. Like thinking of their power play, one right now: Drysaitl, McDavid, Hyman, Carlson. And you can probably played, yeah, in Evander Kane. Like that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. But uh like you said, I still think Chikrin would definitely be a little bit better suited for them because it fixes a
0: lot more of their needs on the opposite end, which is
1: where they need help.
0: Yeah, and uh, his cap hits lower, and his, he's a bit younger too. Exactly. Um, but who knows? And I think Arizona, like, well, Arizona wouldn't have to retain salary. Where like San Jose, they might have to retain salary. Yeah, and yeah, that's they probably what would. that's what makes Carlson such a hard piece to trade. It's like because of that terrible he's, contract. He's doing what we paid him to do. Like he, Carlson's finally like. Sh- playing like an 11 million dollar defenseman but it's just coming at the wrong time when like san jose is nowhere near of contending like they're trying to tank and stuff like that but mm-hmm. carlson still has like three years left on three or four years left on that deal at 11 and a half yeah so that's just where it like, just starts to get
1: a little bit risky like if you yeah. really think your window's that big then then i'd say take it but you need more than Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner, like it's pretty obvious that those guys between the pipes, no matter who you have on the ice uh, it's not gonna work Your whole plan there if you get Carlson is we're outscoring
0: everyone, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have the highest goals for
1: and the highest goals against probably
0: yeah it's a, it's a Carlson's amazing, but it's just like the def- Defensively is um maybe a small worry, but um like if you're scoring a bunch of goals, then it's harder for them to catch up to you, I guess. Yep. But who knows? Uh we're gonna go to Vancouver. So we'll recap some of their week. Uh today, uh it is announced that Spencer Martin was waived um for the sole purpose of being assigned to Abbotsford. Uh, he has not been good. I think he's 0 10 in his last 10 starts. Um, he hasn't been great. Um, Colin Delya has come up and played much better. I think he's claimed that backup role for whenever Demko comes back. Um, it's unfortunate because I mean, like, I hope he gets better. Um, I've always liked Martin. I just think the workload got like caught up to him. Yeah. Like it's just go up not playing for so long, and then playing a few twenty games as a backup, and then next season you're like the starter because the starter hurt. because it's of like, an injury. Yeah, like that's a lot.
1: No, it definitely is. I so, I don't know what you could what you could ask for more,
0: and I totally agree with you. Just got overworked. Yeah, so it was tough, but um, hopefully he gets better. And he's still. I mean, Monday night we're playing Detroit. Uh, friend of the show, Ian McNaughton. Um, it's funny, he said yes to coming on tonight, but then asked me if I'm going to the Canucks game tonight. And I asked if he was, and he said yes, I'm on my way there. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, so you can't come on tonight. He's like, oh, I thought you said tomorrow. I was like, nope, all good. Oh, uh,
1: Ian, that's uh, that's yeah. tough, man. <laughs>
0: I was like, I was like, hey, super last minute, but you want to come on tonight, talk Super Bowl, and uh. Oh, sorry. Some hockey talk. uh, talk Super Bowl and some NHL topics. He's like, "Yeah, I've watched it. I'm down to come on talk about it." I'm like, "Sweet." And he's like, "You are going to the Canucks game tonight?" I'm like, "Uh, no." Are you? He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "So you can't record?" He's like, (laughs) "Uh, sorry, bro." (laughs) Funny guy. Oh um, my god. But yeah, Canucks are playing tonight, and Spencer Martin will back up. Um, Colin D'Elia, and it's her second uh, game of a home-and-home. Home. Detroit won the 10 a.m. game back on Saturday 5-2. Dylan Larkin potted home three points. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier got his second goal as a Canuck on the power play. I don't know if it was on the power play. I may have just lied there, but he got a second goal. He seems to be fitting in pretty well with the team
1: yeah but I mean back to back goals in his last two games for them, oh wait, no, he's had three games, right? Three games, three games, yeah, two goals, three games on a new team. uh couldn't ask for really much more. He seems to be doing really, really well, uh considering I was really skeptical of him. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh I don't, I don't know, but no, he's it's a nice surprise to see on Twitter, uh goal Beauvillier. It's like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bo Horvat hey, who, am I right? <laughs> for real. But no, yeah, it's it's really nice to see that he's fitting in well. He seems to get getting a little bit more chances than he was in New York. And I think that always happens when you get kind of traded to a new team because it's like, hey, we traded for you for a reason. We're gonna try and make use of you. Um you're an asset to us. So we're gonna take advantage of that. And I that's what he's doing now. He looks um he looks a lot more confident out there. He provides a lot of speed on the wing. Um and yeah, I think um no, it's it's paying off well and uh he's just a good stable forward to have on Patterson. Um I like the chance that they're give, giving him of playing with say like, hey, we're going to not play you on the third or fourth line where it's like you're going to be playing 7 minutes a night but like you're going to you're going to be getting a chance to succeed. You're going to play on the top powerful unit and you're going to play with Pedersen. So
1: yeah, yeah I, I mean you got to you got to kind of say like, okay, well, that's that's pretty good. I'm playing with the you know, almost what people think could be captain next year. Uh pretty good leadership people around him and yeah, a, a, an organization that maybe will say that we've traded for you like we want you to play, definitely yeah. probably boosts his ego up.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Um, What I am pissed about, though, is that Rick Tockett has been cutting Kuzmenko's ice time. There's been many times yeah. throughout the last few games where he'll get one shift in 13 minutes in the second period.
1: Yeah, I saw that one.
0: Two shifts in 14 minutes or whatever, and it's just like, it's so tough doing this. Right after we signed him to a two-year contract, and then the new coach is like psych bitch, not happening.
1: Yeah, like fuck off, man. Why why are you giving him he's clearly proven something and you're just like as a fan sitting there, holy fuck, this is awesome. I love Kuzmenko. This guy is becoming just such a a great person on this team yeah Yeah, actually uh you get one shift for the last 13 minutes and no you're not showing up on the injury report no there's nothing wrong with you nothing that i can find. i just i'm doing this for no reason and until there is a reason i'm just going to assume that he's being a fucking
0: dick yeah And just trying to prove a point in the worst way possible. Yeah, it's super annoying that that's the case. And I hope it's just like, I honestly hope that it's like validated that he sit. Like maybe there's a turnover I missed, but if it's just like really dumb, then that's going to be really annoying to all Canucks fans because he's become like a fan favorite Mm -hmm. in Vancouver. And I hope that. He um,
2: I'm just putting on the Canucks game right now. No, I'm good.
0: Um, I have it on the background, but yeah, I I we signed him for a reason. If we didn't, if we weren't gonna play him, we may as well have traded him. Right, like done something. It's so annoying, and like he was doing good after signing too, and then now it's just like, yeah, nope on the bench bud but
2: bitch you thought
0: yeah uh <laughs> we beat the islanders 6-5 uh, i think we talked about that though right did we no no, no. I, was, no I was it
1: was the ga- it was it was the next day, day.
0: it was horvat's first game that we yeah. talked about last week no but we played bo horvat um just a few days after just a few days after trading him, um, we play him and it was honestly a back and forth game. Uh, the Islanders were getting the better of us, but then after a big second period where I'm pretty sure Canuck scored three or four goals, we, uh, we got the lead and we never lost it. Uh, Beauvillier and Horvat each scored, uh, against their former teams, which is, uh, Kind Which of is, funny. Uh, I, I had a feeling that was gonna happen. Like shit, always like that. Like always, always. happens like that. It's it's very often that I knew Horvat was gonna score. I just oh, I had to assume it.
1: that Horvat was.
0: I like I just had this feeling. And um Beauvillier, he uh he scored a nice tip off Besser. Besser's also been looking really good lately. Um I think
1: that trade value.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what, yeah in the notes here. Best trade value is going up. Um, maybe we can uh, fetch a little bit higher pick or something like that. But no, yeah, his uh, uh everything was kind of clicking at the right time against the Islanders game. Um, I didn't get to watch a ton of it because I was on the train and everything like that, and I was in and out of data and stuff like that. But um, it was it it was good to catch that win. Unfortunately, like we won a tank so like. too many games it's like i've slowly started to cheer for the other team but obviously like not fully you know like i'm not a complete asshole but you you know what i'm trying to say i know exactly what you're saying but yeah um i think this is exactly the type of game um that like we need is just like competitive close games um the Canucks, uh, they also lost 4-3 to the Rangers. These are the games um, that are, like, massive because it's competitive. It's fun to watch, but we still lost. Mm-hmm. I lo- What I also love seeing is that um, our big dogs perform, but we lose. Like, I still want to see, like, Patterson put up a career year. I want him to clip the 100-point mark. I want JT Miller to live up to his contract. I want him to play well. Quinn Hughes is becoming one of my favorite Canucks. I want him to do well. But if we lose 5-3 and they each get two points, come on, man. Like, How can can you be upset about that? Can't really be upset about it at all. So, yeah. I mean, Mika Zibanejad this year has been fantastic uh, for the Rangers. Adam Fox has always been good. Yep. And, you know, like, we, we pumped the Rangers tires a lot this year, but 2-1 uh, and one week for the Canucks, um, kicking off a new one against Detroit. Just starting now. I thought it started at 7, but I guess it was 7.30 start. No, it started at 7. How many it's... minutes are you into it right now? Oh, I know. I understand what I did. Because I'm you... on my phone. Uh... I, went to, I went to Blue Curve. Larkin, Larkin just scored. You know what I did is I pressed on the recording, not the live version, so it restarted from the beginning.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, a uh, live reaction as Jeff was fumbling around, uh, with the realization. Uh, I'm gonna totally blame it on Jeff here. Uh, yeah, no, Dylan Larkin just sped right past Shen and Patterson, and went five-hole on Delia. That was a, that was a nice goal. He knew it even before it went in, too. How far are you into the <laughs> game? Nine oh nine, or nine oh two?
0: This is at nine and a half.
1: Yeah, you're you're about to watch Dylan Larkin just absolutely blitz by.
0: But um, against the Rangers, what we did see was Vasily Podkolzin get his first of the year off a little deflection post and in. So it was good to see Podkolzin make eff- um take advantage of his opportunities. He's been looking pretty good. Um, he's been looking fast, aggressive. Kind of what we need from him is a power forward. He's willing to get gritty and be a 60-point guy. So, um, oh, yeah, right here. Yeah, right there, yeah. <laughs> just, just
1: knew it before it even happened. Cheeky goal. Cheeky yeah. goal. Actually, now that I think about it, last week, I saw someone with a pod Colson jersey. I'm like, what the fuck? That's so fucking random. Why? Yeah. Why pod Colson? And yeah, it was like the Johnny Canuck
0: uniform too. Oh, the reverse retro one?
1: Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you could choose oh. any jersey. Unless you're related to this guy, I I don't really get it, but I mean, like, go on. Honestly,
0: honestly, I I love Pod Colson. I respect it. Um, all right, we're gonna go into minor notes here uh phoenix copley signs a one-year 1.5 million dollar deal with la the 31 year old goaltender is 16 3 and 1 a 277 goals against average with a 901 save percentage i honestly this whole time thought this guy was like a younger goalie didn't know he was 31 years old but i also didn't realize how good he was doing this year um i think it's a totally respectable contract what la is in is they're in a really complicated goalie situation where jonathan quick is still like good enough to be in this league not retire yet but he isn't really good enough to take on a full time starting role but then also cal peterson has been too inconsistent and the cap hit is just like weighing on the team so like it isn't really worth it whereas like this guy is more of a bargain and he's been the best goalie out of the trio, so I yeah. I respect the move of signing just a one year deal. Um, Hayden, I don't know if you have much to much to say about this, but I think it's a solid move for LA. He's no, doing well for you. Solid. May as well jump absolutely. on a bargain if you can, right? I agree. Um, we saw two four goal games this week. Artemi Panarin and Adrian Kempe. Right, Kempe, yeah. Both each scored four goals can be against Pittsburgh and Panarin scored a natural hat trick. And then their fourth goal against Carolina. What are the odds you see two, four goal games in the same week?
1: Um, I don't know. Let me check my, uh, let me check my time watch because that never happens. Yeah. A time watch clock. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that never the watch and not wearing it all.
1: Oh yeah, you know it's half past a freckle. No, it's uh, it's absolutely insane. Four goals in a game, and then two of them in the same week. Yeah, crazy.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not often you see that, but no, know, not I've, at all. Panarin's been tearing it up lately. Kemp has been tearing it up lately. So uh, shout out to them. Sidney Crosby gets his first game misconduct of his career. That was his first one. Yeah, first game misconduct of, of his career. God damn, That's it's crazy. A bad, it's a bad boy right there. <laughs> yeah. Was it because of the, uh, the
1: shit he pulled on um, Zgris?
0: No. Um, okay. So there's a really aggressive cross-check in front of the net that wasn't called. Um, okay. And uh, Crosby was basically telling the refs to go fuck themselves and how to do their job and everything like that. And there's a lot more. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but there's some a ton more missing. And you got the boot. I mean, I feel like that's kind of I feel like that's kind of lackluster. Crosby's
1: been doing this shit for his whole career. Like you see mic'd up games of him just telling the refs to fuck off or or like suck it because he's just he's one of those rare breeds like he knows the game better than anyone else ever he's been doing this his whole life i i don't i don't get why that would cause a game misconduct for him but i mean if you're going to be considered as one of the goats you got to get a game misconduct
0: i feel like it's only right <laughs> yeah you got to throw everything in your portfolio
1: oh yeah 100% it's like oh yeah how many hat tricks? Whatever. Uh, how many heart trophies? Whatever. One game misconduct. First ballot, right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wasn't
0: in the Hall of Fame until he got that misconduct.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's no, funny. But um, yeah. Honestly, it was fair. Like the refs, I think they need to be held accountable more for some of the mm-hmm. shit, shitty calls that they miss, make, whatever. Um it was a pretty clear cut penalty and they just did not call it. So Yeah. Um I think Crosby's more than in the right to like be complaining about it, but definitely it, validated it for it. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh big congratulations out to Evgeny Malkin, who um against Anaheim hit uh twelve twelve I said twelve thousand twelve hundred <laughs> career points uh, with two assists in the game. Malkin's one of those guys who's just completely built different. Like, I don't know what it is about the Russians. It's just, like, their DNA isn't like anyone else's. They don't drink water on the bench, dude. They drink vodka, okay? Vodka or Dr. (laughs) Pepper. It's one of the two. (laughs)
1: Why Why Dr. Pepper? Do they drink a lot of Dr. Dr. Pepper?
0: Ovechkin drinks a lot of Dr. Pepper and Coke on the bench. He doesn't drink water.
1: Dude, imagine you're like a first class world star athlete and in your Gatorade bottle, you have Coke or Dr. Pepper.
0: Yeah, for real. (laughs) It's insane. And I'm just like crazy. And people think like, yeah, he doesn't have three years left in him. It's like he probably shouldn't, but he does. (laughs)
1: But he does.
0: Because like this hasn't killed him yet. He's definitely has like three to four more years in him.
1: It's it's like when uh, they say like the memes where it's like, oh, I got like a deathly uh, sickness, like uh, the Flintstone
0: gummy I had eight years ago, fighting it <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like LeBron and with the Heat in the playoffs, like doing that stare down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, so definitely.
0: Funny. Yeah, but uh, Russians they're just built different, and Malkin's been. One of the more like 1200 points, and he's always been in Crosby's shadow. It's just like he's so good in his own right, it's insane. Um, yeah, it, it's a big congratulations to Malkin, fan favorite, I would say. Uh, Dustin Brown, his statue was unveiled um, outside of crypto.com arena, still one of the worst arena names of all time. Ugh, yeah. Um staples center was just such a lock. And then they went to it really was. They went corporate. So dumb. But I'm still kind of surprised he has a statue, Dustin Brown. I don't think he did anything crazy with the team. He was just the captain. But I think it makes this art of a statue a little bit less like you know.
1: Yeah, it's eccentric. just kind
0: of it's just kind of there. Maybe it kinda was loses he... its meaning.
1: Was he, like, the longest tenured captain for L.A., though?
0: Not too sure, but it's just, like, to me, that doesn't really, like... Do it for you? You deserve a statue.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Like, he didn't really plant his name. Like, you know how, like, Kawhi, he would have a statue in Toronto because of that buzzer beater sent to the finals, like that kind of thing? Yeah. Dustin Brown hasn't really, like... From what I can remember, he hasn't really, like, done anything like that. Like, yeah, longest tenure captain, that's fire. But, I don't know, nothing from his career screams statue.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at, like, his stats. He never broke 100 points.
0: Yeah, like, he was a power forward, and he was one of the best power forwards at his peak, for sure. Like, everyone hated it. Like, in 2014, he was, like, everyone's least favorite player. yeah. But I nothing screams statue. But I mean, like, I don't want to dog the guy because where? I mean, yeah, where are you to talk in this? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. a fucking idiot who's broke and he has a statue outside in L.A. Like, yeah, the only like, thing he's ever cops. gotten
1: was the Mark Messier Leadership Award too. Like,
0: yeah, and like obviously that probably goes a long way in telling like how good of a captain he was. But I just don't think anything he's done screams statue. But yeah, um, who am I to say anything? And the last point here. Uh Rasmus Anderson hit by a car while riding a scooter in Detroit.
1: What the fuck
0: Talk about a headline I was not expecting to read last <laughs> yeah, week. no kidding. Um, this happened last week uh around Thursday when uh, Calgary was in Detroit on their road trip. Uh, Rasmus Anderson was struck by a vehicle while he was riding an electric scooter. Uh, he was sent to the hospital that evening, but he was then released. Uh, he's only day-to-day, but he stayed with the team on the road trip. Um, but scary incident, nonetheless. Anytime you're hit by a fucking car. Car? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At least he has some humility in his life, I hope. <laughs> uh, Rasmus Anderson hit by a car, upper body injury. Day to day. Yeah. Undisclosed injury hit by a car. Oh uh, <laughs> said the fucking injury right here. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. So it's almost like f- NSC apps say undisclosed, but like every report, yeah, it's just hit by a vehicle.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that's he's like good when, to go tonight, right? That's like when they gave uh Brian Robinson Jr. the lower body injury. It's like, no, he was shot in, shot the, in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> lower body.
1: Yeah. Up? Uh, yeah. Brian Robinson placed on IR after being shot. Hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is he alive? <laughs> yeah, I remember, time, time I table, remember that one. Timetable undetermined day to day. Yeah, he's not day-to-day. He was shot in the leg.
1: Yeah. Um, could you fun. imagine if he actually wasn't put on the IRs, like has a chance to play
0: within four weeks? Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Is... But yeah, uh, Rasmus Anderson. I honestly like he could have been like struck at by a car that was moving 30. He could have been hit by a car that was moving 50. Like I'm not too sure the degree of collision it was so I don't necessarily know how long he'll be out but if he stayed on the road trip and was released from hospital later that day um I can't imagine it's like worse than we thought like it it must have been um not as bad as everyone thinks like when you hear someone got hit by a car it's like fuck he's in a coma but if he was <laughs> he was released that day, everything was probably better than what we first imagined. So yeah, that's, no, that's of, very true. Because Anderson's having a really good year this year, so it'd be it would suck to like. That's how you end your season almost. Yeah, hit by a car on an electric scooter in like Detroit, like fuck.
1: Yeah, no, that'd be fucking terrible.
0: But yeah, um, that's all I got for uh, NHL notes, um. We got some Super Bowl to talk about and it was quite quite the game. It was oh cool. boy, do we
1: ever, man? Holy shit. So there's a lot of talk going around from me. Uh I think, well, as long as I've been alive, I think this takes the cake of best Super Bowl ever. Because like watching Brady and the Patriots come back against Atlanta like that was great but it was so boring up until New England started playing you know what i mean and the fact that like halftime adjustments uh really just kind of cooled off Atlanta and New England just sprouted up like a bean sprout it was it was like okay now it's getting interesting but this game was back and forth the whole way Minus a ten point lead going into half, but after like thinking about it for twenty four hours, Jeff, what do you think about the Super Bowl?
0: I think it was everything that it lived up to be. Like the expectations for this was so high. You had the highest scoring offense, the best defense, and then you had like it was just like it was electrifying. There were so many storylines surrounding it: Mahomes' ankle, Rihanna's halftime performance. The Kelsey Bowl, Andy Reid situation going into it, having coached both teams mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl. There's just so much. Like, can Jalen Hurts play against a Super Bowl worthy team? Because there's always that speculation of like, like we talked about it last week. Um, how can how can like how can a Jalen Hurts um team play when battling adversity. They'd never really gone through it before. Yeah. And to say the least, like Mahomes played his dick off. Like he, Absolutely. Was he tweaked his ankle, um, from Clearly just like, from just an unfortunate injury. And he went out to have like the longest scramble, longest run of the day. Um, he didn't impress anyone with yards, but he made the place he needed to. Um, mm. Travis Kelsey, the his first half was like okay, his first quarter, first quarter. Okay, yeah, he's gonna win MVP, <laughs> but then like he went fell off a cliff. Uh, yep. Juju Smith Schuster came firing out of the gates in like the back third half of quarter, the third quarter. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. If the scores flip, Jalen Hurts clears MVP. Clear. Like he played unbelievable. Like I think Jalen Hurts had the best game. To- that game, in my opinion, and I truly think, yeah, Brett was so close to being <laughs> yeah, right. He was, <laughs> it was scary how close it was. I was man. like, I was like, damn, yo, like Brett truly could have been right. We were dogging him, but it's like anytime a quarterback throws for 300 yards and then sets a record for rushing, like 70 yards, three touchdowns,
1: three touchdown rushes, ties uh, Terrell Davis for
0: most all time in the Super Bowl. Like, Jalen Hurts played unbelievable. And Mm -hmm. what impressed me most about him is that he made, like, elite throws. Like, he didn't just throw to open guys. Like, he made tight window throws to Goddard. That dime on the sideline he threw, like, in between two defenders. Like, Twitter would praise Mahomes and Herbert's dick off if they made those throws. Jalen Hurts, I didn't see one tweet about it. And it was probably the best throw of the game like it was Jalen Hurts gets my my game cap like he played unbelievable it's just so unfortunate that Eagles defense kind of sold a bit um mm-hmm. that holding calls. this game had everything and it had tears in the in the anthem oh. it like it had just about everything and i i was really happy with the with the super bowl and i think in met and exceeded all expectations that were presented to it.
1: Yeah. No, uh, Oh, goal. Uh, just as we're watching. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, This Super Bowl for and people can say it, the first 58 minutes of the game was like the best Super Bowl they've ever watched. Yeah.
0: Can you turn off your green screen right now? You're fucking, you're tripping out right now. Is it
1: fucking out? Oh my god, it is. There we go i didn't I didn't even notice it. I was too focused on you <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm good now, yeah, i'm good right. okay yeah it, like it was such a good game. it was so back and forth, highly competitive, and honestly, if we're gonna get into it jeff you 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 mentioned everything like. Everything that could have happened did happen. So, I guess we'll kind of take it into this segue of what a joke the refs are. Um it's been like this all year and it, you didn't lose and I'm going to be I'm going to be those those pricks that uh are just totally bypassing the fact that that was a weak call or shit like that because you didn't lose the game off of one play. Your yeah. defense couldn't stop Mahomes. They couldn't stop paper hitting the ground. Yeah, like he was torching them. He, you were getting absolutely ran over. Your strength of your team, the thing that you've been appraised for all year, did nothing. No turnovers. No sacks. Against against the Mahomes that had a bad ankle. Yeah, like you the, the defense for the eagles played so good in the first half and that's what i was expecting no sacks was kind of a shocker but it then was a big
0: shocker to me i thought they would break through that kc line at least a few times
1: a few times right or even just pressure him but there was no pressure and that yeah. was the thing that you guys were being appraised for all year so no even when your quarter admits that he held you didn't lose on that one play. So, you know what? Everyone who's going to whine about it, they go fuck themselves because you probably were the same way about it when New Orleans got absolutely screwed out of it. We tried to make it a thing that you could challenge PI and holding, but no one else wanted it. So, it had to be taken away. Where's your God now, atheist? <laughs> or uh, not atheist. Um, where's your God now? Catholics, Christians, but um freaks, but
2: yeah,
0: I like the where the Eagles' lost is leaving Kadarius Tony and Skymore completely wide open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, MVP Andy Reid and Eric B. enemy's play calling. Yeah, like it's you didn't <clears throat> lose off of that. Like you sold so many different opportunities to stop them you can't let Mahomes off a high ankle sprain run for like 35 40 yards like, i don't know what you guys are doing where's the linebacker help qb spy him like it's insane um they they guarded kelsey well in the second half i, th- I just think there's so much more that went into the eagles giving up what they did than just that one call and it was I don't even think, like, people are complaining about the right time when Bradbury held. Like, I think he kind of, like, held him out of breaking out the other way. Yeah. I think, like, that's where, like, I thought, like, oh, yeah, you kind of restricted him from, like, beating him. Hurting, yeah. And that's where, like, it. Um, I noticed it. And I thought it was, like, I thought it was fair. Like, I didn't think it was, like, a complete terrible, like, at the, off the initial jump, if they were, like, calling it on, like, the back, I think that's, like, really weak. Yeah. But, like, off the initial, like, cutting in and then cutting back out, he held him there, like, on the hip. No, definitely. And I think, like, that was fair. I've seen that call before with no complaints. Like, there were some calls earlier, like, holding calls, like, completely grabbed his arm and pulled it down, twisting him, and it wasn't yeah. called. Like, there was a tons more calls missed. And... I'm just saying. I'm just really happy with how the game was itself. Like it was just super entertaining. I think Jalen Hurts proved a lot of people wrong. Um, I I saw this really good thing today that Hurts, despite losing, left the game better than when he came into it. Um, I just I there's just so much respect towards Jalen Hurts. Gained from this game from every fan across the NFL, in my opinion, I agree. Um, That fumble, unfortunately, like was game changing.
1: Obviously, it was game changing. Yeah, they ended Um, up losing by three, and that was worth six, you know, seven if you count the extra point. So,
0: yeah, it's it's unfortunate because it was it wasn't it was like a self inflicted fumble. Like it just slipped out of his hands. Um, Yeah.
1: Just totally fumbled the bag, literally. Yeah.
0: So uh like I've listened to many post game conferences from Hertz, and he's very like he's keeping his chin up. He's taking this opportunity to learn from it and motivate them for the future, which is which I respect the hell out of. Um the Kelsey the Kelseys, man. Um, that's another storyline that's like damn.
1: <laughs> yeah it seems as if now jason kelsey uh might retire yeah um and you know what honestly retiring is probably the best decision for him like he's retiring on what you could call a high note yeah you know he played against his brother uh fat chance uh not a lot of people do that first time <laughs> and, Super Bowl history and Like, it's just, it's an awesome moment. And yeah, you lost, but you got to share it with your brother. And it's sad, obviously, because you didn't get the Super Bowl uh, walk off into the sunset you wanted, and it looks like Travis might play for, you know, a couple more years. But
2: this was,
1: this was just it there's not much else you could say it was a storybook ending to an amazing career I don't think anyone's gonna ever doubt that Jason Kelsey best center of all time definitely up there
0: no one one thousand percent I totally agree with that and um you always see like Kelsey and like Travis Kelsey being talked about as the greatest tight ends of all time and everything like that, but I feel like Jason Kelsey isn't talked about enough um, when it comes to his like his ranking amongst all time centers. Like he's been a solid foundation for that Eagles team for a long time. Oh yeah, and um, on the New Heights podcast, uh, Jason Kelsey was talking about. Um, where Travis Kelsey like ranks amongst tight ends of all time, and like how he's arguably the greatest tight end already. And people in the comments section were like, "Dude, do you realize like (laughs) where you rank amongst centers? Like, dude, you've been the best center in the league for fucking years." Yeah, and like that just shows like how much of a class act he is. Oh, Um, absolutely! So humble. like that's why he ranks amongst so many people's favorite players in the league. Like he's awesome and I think like so many people respect him. Um and yeah, he's going to go down as one of the greatest centers of all time. I don't think it's a a question. Not a no, it's not a debate. Yeah. No. But now, now if we're talking about greats where are we ranking Patrick Patrick Mahomes of all time? Because I think it's an appropriate time to have this conversation. um is—he's he's five years into the league. Five years into the league, he's a five-time Pro baller, yep. three-time, uh, two-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time MVP. Yeah, no, he <laughs> five. <laughs> and years he's only
1: twenty-seven, league. man. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: no, he's. He's
1: absolutely insane. He's already he's the best quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah. Easily. Like high most highly touted quarterback that's actually lived up to fruition.
0: Was he Uh, that highly touted though? I didn't know much about him going into the draft. He
1: he was the ninth overall pick. And I know know, like
0: yeah, he was was drafted top ten. I just didn't know if he was like had like that Trevor Lawrence. You didn't have that Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck. Like I, th- I, th- I heard more hype about Deshaun definitely, Watson going in. Yeah, draft. definitely like, not
1: like that. But I think it was just because he played at Texas Tech, like Texas Tech, Pac twelve or or Big Ten. No, not Big Ten. Big twelve or Pac twelve school. So it's like kind of a a lower level. But he was compared to strong arm, uh, kind of like. Versatile, if you need him to be, sort of Mm -hmm. quarterback. And the one, the one biggest thing that people had on his radar was high IQ.
2: Yeah,
1: when you watch the games at Texas Tech, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. It was just his ability, and I think him going to Kansas City. There's not many other better places that that he could have gone like I'm not trying to say this to sound like a like a like a prick but if he went to New Orleans I could have seen him being good if he went to um I don't know if Kyle Shanahan was a head coach at the time but if he kind of stayed in like a Shanahan like a good offensive coordinator uh or a good offensive minded coach he would have succeeded but you don't put him in with like a good offensive coach or offensive mind I don't know if he has this career archetype because with Andy Reid, it's like, it's like getting a new car, you know, it's like fresh out of it. Not a lot of people know about it, but you love it. And you absolutely modify the shit out of it and make it your own. That's Patrick Mahomes to Andy Reed.
0: No, I I totally get it. And like, he definitely benefited coming into a Kelsey Tyreek Hill offense. Oh, 100%. With Andy Reid scheming it up. 100%. Without a doubt. But uh, this has been his best year I as far. an NFL quarterback because he was given scraps after they traded away their $30 million receiver. Mm-hmm. He had Juju Smith, Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. Like... A Cole Hardman, but who wasn't and, even playing. And, like, all the receivers were... Like their former teams were like, yes, you can leave. We don't really care, mm-hmm. right? And then the running backs, like Clyde, is a like he's bad, like or like he just needs to change his senior, year, I think, and like he wasn't even active for like half the season. Jarek yeah. McKinnon Healthy is like Jarek McKinnon is one who's been battling injuries his whole career. He was he was really high praised on Minnesota, and then he got. Tough injuries, couldn't really get it going in San Francisco. And now I think he's found a home in KC. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco's been a horse, but like he's a rookie, can never really guarantee on rookie. So he really only had like Kelsey and a suspicious offense or defense besides Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Right. Yeah. And he won the MVP, Super Bowl, MVP, Super Bowl. It like career and passing yard leader. It's he <laughs> was so good this year, and he is without a doubt going to be like he's going to be in the goat conversation at some point. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. And I think he's already inching towards that at twenty seven, as fucked yeah. as it is. Um, I I hate putting such a praise on a younger ish player. I know twenty seven isn't young, but it's not old. It's not like, like it's not like
1: he's thirty five.
0: Yeah, but it's still it's appropriate to have this conversation because he is without a doubt the most talented football player or a quarterback at least we've seen, mm-hmm. and I think he is. I think Brady's go conversation is like going. It's going to be in question it, in it, about
1: twelve to fifteen years.
0: one hundred percent, and yeah. it is who knows if Casey, how long they can keep this up. They aren't technically a dynasty yet, but they're really close. They're
1: knocking on the door. Knocking
0: yeah. on the door. And Nick Wright is fuck, He's he was calling him a dynasty before they even won the Super Bowl, which like just isn't factually true. Which just pisses me off because he's a Casey Dick rider. Oh
1: yeah, like, Nick Wright can go fucking suck a dick.
0: So yeah. annoying. And like, he brings up good points about Mahomes. It's just so obnoxious and like, there's he, he was saying people like Casey's a disrespected dynasty. It's like they're not a dynasty. They're not at a all. dynasty. They they have <laughs> they have they two,
1: two Super Bowls and been before, to the AFC championship five times. Yeah.
0: Before this, they had two Super Bowl wins and one was in 1970. Yeah. And then 2020 and then 2023. If, if they win a Super Bowl next year and the next two years, they are a dynasty. Dynasty. Easy. But they aren't right now. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. So annoying. Anyways. Um, I'm going to say it already.
1: um, And I don't know if I'll get a lot of slack for this. Uh, Give me Patrick Mahomes over Dan Marino. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, like, I know Dan Marino, he was good for his time. But like, Mahomes has already won two more Super Bowls than you. And he's only played for five years. (laughs)
0: Like, (laughs) because you can talk about Kelsey and Hill, but like, who knows if. Kelsey is who he is without Mahomes. Like, he definitely wasn't on the map as much when he was with Alex Smith. Like, like as much as he is now. Like, I just think Mahomes has elevated everyone as much as they've elevated him. Mm-hmm. Like Mah- Mahomes was doing it with scraps this year, which I think just elevates him even more amongst the best quarterback, best football player of all time because of this year, which yeah. I think was huge for his. Legacy, and everything like that. So,
1: yeah. So I'm looking at Travis Kelsey before, uh Mahomes, and Mahomes took over in
0: 2017. I think. He's, uh, yeah, he was drafted in 2016. Yeah, but Mahomes didn't play his first year because he no, was basically redshirted. I thought he was drafted in 2015 and played in 16, but it may have been. Falling. I can. I can. I can kinda obviously uh
1: go through this and find out exactly when he was drafted because then that will obviously tell a lot more to finding out what Travis Kelsey well, was. Well, if he's been
0: in for five years. Twenty two, twenty-three. Yeah, but twenty one, twenty-two. Started...
1: Okay, so he was drafted in twenty sixteen because his last year at Texas Tech was twenty sixteen. Okay. So yeah, he he went into there uh 2017 he was signed to a guaranteed 4 year 16.2 million dollar contract um and then yeah that playoff spot and the fourth seed of the playoffs secured they would they would rest Alex Smith and give Mahomes his first career start in week 17. So he didn't start until 2018.
0: <laughs> wow,
1: so Travis Kelsey throughout then had twenty two touchdowns in four years,
0: yeah, and he had like twenty two this
1: year he had <laughs> he had twelve this year and nine last year, so twenty one so you can definitely see his improvement and his betterness with Mahomes and yeah, even looking at like his receptions, he only was at 85 for his highest, and then Mahomes starts 103 receptions.
0: Yeah. like Although
1: Kelsey did eclipse a thousand yards uh 2016 and 2017, it's just you can you can see what the improvement is with Mahomes. Yeah. And but honestly, it's also a good utilization of who Travis Kelsey is.
2: 100%. Because if
1: you're not using an athletic freak like that the way you're using him now then you're just dumb. Yeah. (laughs) So no absolutely like they're gonna be taken on top spot of top pass catcher, top quarterback. And I'm I'm never doubting on them again.
2: Yeah. No. I'll
1: be like it's Mahomes and the Chiefs and everybody else has a shot, but they're up there. Yeah. And I think people need to, like Scott said, people need to realize that.
0: Yeah. And this is it. Because people always use the excuse like, it's Brady, not been against him. It's gotten to the point where it should have been this year included. It's Mahomes, you can't bet against him. No, not at all. But um, speaking of him winning his second MVP, we may as well go over the NFL honors, eh? hey? Yeah. No, I agree. Cover what was won. Um, I honestly think that a lot of this was pretty chalk. Um, Yeah. uh, Mahomes, I'll just quickly run through it here. Uh, The six major ones I got here. Um, I might be missing one, but off the top of my head, I can't. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, MVP, like we said. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year, broke Minnesota receiving record. Uh, Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year. Agreed. Pretty solid uh Brian Dable coach of the year we kind of covered that like he should have won it he completely turned that Giants franchise around and turned the future of Daniel Jones around no one in New York wanted Jones back plays this year now they're like he could be a franchise quarterback now he
1: could be he could be a nice 25 30 billion dollar quarterback
0: and I remember like going over that at the beginning I was like Dable kind of turned Josh like improved Josh Allen from his rookie year to what he is now why Daniel Jones kind of has the same play style. Why? What makes you think you can't buy a few more years of Daniel Jones in New York? Yeah. Um, Sauce Gardner wins Defensive Rookie of the Year and Garrett Wilson wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. First time uh, the same team has had the both Offensive Rookies of the Year since the Saints in 2017 with Lattimore and Alvin Kamara. Uh, that's a huge W from the Jets. Um, Absolutely. After being such a poverty franchise for so long, and in my opinion, still considered one until they win a playoff game, this is something a track you want to be on to mm-hmm. rebuild in the franchise is having two both rookies of the year. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Dak Prescott won Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah, uh, and then Gino didn't write back, baby. Gino didn't, I knew I was, one was slipping through the cracks, but comeback player of the year. Yeah. Uh, I always I, associated comeback player of the year with someone coming back from an injury, but yeah. through the rules of the award, Gino more than qualifies and with him qualifying, I think he had the best year and a year no one was expecting. I agree. Uh, it definitely could have gone to McCaffrey as well, but I just or feel Saquon. like one. The- yeah, I
1: just feel like the unexpectedness with Gino really kind of put like a nice touch on it. Uh my one issue with the offensive rookie of the year, um I don't get how Kenneth Walker can have one more first place vote and lose. I get it like it's it's like the
0: point system uh 531 five,
1: yeah, yeah, it, 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 I think that's so dumb in the NFL for that because uh, you don't really, you you shouldn't really do that. I feel like like if if someone has a majority vote of first place, uh, votes, they should get it. And I think Kenneth Walker should have gotten it. Uh, I also think that they really fucked up on not putting Olave in the finalist position. I don't think Brock Purdy should have been there. No, that, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have been there. Like you can't you can't tell me that four games defines a rookie of the year when you've got Kenneth Walker who in over half the games that he played this year made a huge impact. Garrett Wilson making a huge impact. It should have been olave wilson walker Mm -hmm. and and bailey (laughs) zappy oh yeah that one big win yeah of course but no that was my only sort of like beef that i had with the finalists um but other than that yeah i think it was all pretty chalk and then defensive rookie of the year it could have gone to Sauce or Hutchinson, and I would have
0: been or Tariq Woolen
1: or Woolen. Yeah, it, I would have been happy with I like any of those ones. Yeah, I th-
0: I think Sauce deserved it because with well what,
1: well deserved
0: with what he matched up against all year, he always lined up against the best, and he locked them down. Yes, like to a new very Revis good, Island. So like I I think he completely deserved it. I think all of these winners deserved it uh not one first place vote for michael parson's defensive player of the year i thought that was an interesting little tidbit i mean um, he he really didn't do anything the second half of the season i actually yeah. kind of agreed with it um i just wasn't i just wasn't expecting it i what I was surprised with um uh i guess not really like mahomes was Two votes away from unanimous MVP. It should have been unanimous. Um, uh, yeah, it should have been. Um, I agree with maybe Jalen Hurts getting a vote, but I, there was one, there was someone and this is what Josh I do. Josh Allen,
1: Josh is, Allen got a vote.
0: This is what I do agree with Nick Wright, is like whoever voted for Josh Allen to get a first place vote should get their vote taken away because yeah. I don't think in any way Josh Allen should have deserved it. No, he, he shouldn't have deserved. Uh, a first-place vote for this season, this year.
1: Like, yeah. last year, 100%, 100%, maybe even more. Yeah, But no, not this year.
0: So, uh, I'm, yeah, as much as you want to say about Nick Wright, who's a huge uh, Chiefs chief Mahomo. Yeah. Mahomo. Um, Mahomo. Um, I agree with him that, like, his vote should be taken away because Josh Allen did not deserve a first-place vote. But... Mm. That's all I got for the NFL honors. Um, any more news we got to uh, cover regarding the NFL? Uh, the Raiders have officially
1: released Derek Carr. Yeah, I was uh, just that's, about to. That's, yeah, on that. that's that's pretty big news. Uh, it seems like Eric Bieniemy might be, uh, newly lined up head coach. Uh, for Washington, Washington also might sell the team, which is fucking thank God Dan Snyder's a creep um the eagles have are, are probably going to lose their offensive coach to indianapolis i think it was uh yes
0: Jeff, you in the back um i want to bring this back to the nhl real quick because you you said selling team ryan reynolds has officially found an investment group to try and buy the ottawa senators so seems- is this much closer for daddy reynolds to be an owner of a NHL franchise. That's fucking uh, sick. I just wanna I just want to bring that back to the NHL because it reminded me of it.
1: There you go. All right. But yeah, other than that, um 207 days till kickoff and counting.
0: <laughs> but as we've pressed prefaced many times before, the NFL is pretty much transitioned to no offseason. There's usually None. something to report every week. Um, you can make a story out of anything yeah. almost every day in the NFL. Um, whether it's OTAs, free agency, the draft, there's it's it's never ending really. Um, and I think that's just with sports in general. So we'll say football content will die down after this episode, but in reality, there's probably gonna be something we talk about every week in the NFL. Oh yeah. But it'll uh, happen. Should we, uh, should we go to our game of the week? We should go to the game of the week. So uh, this one was super last minute. Um, I had an idea in mind, but then I realized that I didn't really want to do it at all. Um, and then I thought of this one, and I thought it would be cool. But uh, we're going to do a draft of active NF- NFL players who have played on more than one team. Um, it can't be a situation like Carr, where he's going to play on a second team. It can't be anything like that. It can't be pending free agents who have only played on one team. It can't be anything like that. They have to have played a game on two teams already. Um, and that has to be current players. Yeah, current active yeah. players, uh, quarterback, two running back, three receiver, and tight end. Um, I think that's solid. Uh, we're not going to worry about fucking offensive lines and everything like that because that's... Too I much the, I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> and we've been doing a lot of football game kind of things. for the next few weeks we're going to be doing NHL games to get the NHL fans involved in this as well um, just with our knowledge, we know more both averages out higher. If NFL. I had a
1: lot if I had a data prep about this, then yeah. we would have definitely done NHL.
0: Yeah. Um we'll save it for next week. Well, honestly, we'll probably do the same game with NHL next week. Uh we can do that 100%. Hell um, yeah. But Hayden, do you want to pull out heads or tails? Uh I
1: like,
0: I've been on a I've
1: uh, been on an absolute tear. Uh I'll go heads. Okay, let
0: me uh let me do this one sec
1: Hey Siri, heads or tails? It's tails fuck me dude what the hell <laughs> uh, are we just doing QB RB
0: RB three receiver tight three, end and three and receivers can, okay yeah you can do one running back and then the second one can be running back slash fullback it can be oh okay you can make him either kind of like a flex but
2: okay but, okay
0: all right with my first pick I'm honest this is tough. Um oh, fuck. I'm yeah, I'm going
2: I'm going to take first pick. Okay. I I'm going to go with um Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, that's a
1: that's a good one.
0: I'm going to Hill.
1: Okay, well if you're doing that, then I'm gonna go Devontae Adams.
0: Yeah, that's who I was I was in between Hill and Adams.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not letting you get back to back goat wide receivers right and now. Like, <laughs> and like
0: I've gone on to say that it's like I think Tyreek Hill is the best what well, I think he's better than Adams. I like him better. I just like the speed he brings a bit more. Yeah, I agree. With the, with the route running. I just um I agree. Uh I'm this one's still kind of tough. And I might make the wrong pick here. I'm trying to think of like quarterbacks um, right now. But to beef up uh, my wide receiver, I'm gonna go Stefan Diggs. Yeah, okay. That's that's a good one. I might, uh, I might have missed an opportunity to get someone better, but I, I think that's as solid as they come. Oh
1: I'm oh man, oh man. Should I go Melvin Gordon, Super Bowl winning running back? Ooh. <laughs> I forgot he went to the Chiefs, bro. <laughs> I forgot when he was cut by uh, Denver, he just signed with the Chiefs. Like, peace.
0: <laughs> really? I, I must have missed that. Holy shit, he did. Yeah. That is funny. Right? It's absolutely hilarious.
1: Um, All right. So with that... Now I'm just trying to think. I have I have my tight end in mind. And I want to get like a good tight end out of the way. And I think, yeah, I don't think there's another better tight end on the uh two team market here. Uh give me Darren Waller. I played for the Raiders.
0: I'm uh I'm gonna go Christian McCaffrey. Fucking hell, I'm such an idiot, man. <laughs> oh my
2: god
1: I'm an idiot
0: bro <laughs> <sighs> to help like rejuvenate my memory I searched up active NFL running backs and I saw I- Chris McCaffrey I was like oh and then I heard you talk about tight ends I was like please 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 pick tight end uh, you know what now that you've done that uh <laughs> i
1: was trying to i was really trying to test my knowledge but there's so many nfl players man uh okay well let me see let me uh let me just let me just think about my um knowledge here um okay well now it's just now it's just showing me people that have played on other teams and this is just not what I wanted. So I might have to just do active NFL players because that's a thing. Um,
2: ooh. Oh, there's actually... actually some quarterbacks here that I definitely should have thought
1: about before. Uh okay. Well that's a thing. Hmm. Man, oh man. There's so many to choose from actually. This this is making me nervous, dude. I don't know if I'll go the right way or not. Can't take AJ Green because he just retired. That was a name. God, now I'm slowing down the process.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
2: they're both Super Bowl winning. Uh, uh, give me Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I thought so. It's a
0: good pick. Thank you. Um, for my running back, I'm kind of in between. Uh, two, I know I have tight ends as well, but I feel like the tight end market's kind of like simmered down. Actually, you know what. I'll go with him. I'll go T.J. Hawkinson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that honestly probably should have been mine. Fuck sakes. Well, I mean, I like Darren Waller more than Hawkinson. I just feel like he doesn't get used like good. I I think his upside's higher though. Um, but like Kelsey's been on the Chiefs. Andrew's only been on the Ravens. Hmm. I put Waller third, Hawkinson fourth. How many teams has Taysom Hill been on? <laughs> you can count for all these positions.
1: Two. He well, yeah. he he played for Green Bay.
0: You can count for all these positions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it! Even running back. Okay, Taysom Hill. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. You know, other than. McCaffrey, it's, uh, it's kind of oh! oh let's go Kareem Hunt. That's what I was gonna pick. Oh, thank yeah. God I I got Kareem Hunt.
0: I uh, I was thinking running back. I uh, I'm like in, I'm in between a couple. Hmm.
2: And. Oh uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um hmm. Um all right, I'm
1: I'm turning it around with my teams here, with my team.
0: Automatically <laughs> I don't know whether or not to go with who I'm thinking of. Cause it's like, is he still good? It's like I think he is still good. But it's like,
2: fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just gonna pull the trigger. All right. I'm gonna go James Robinson. Oh, thank God you didn't. Did I miss one day?
1: <laughs> yes, you did because he can qualify as one. Give me Cordero Patterson.
0: Oh yeah. I uh, I think at their peak, Robinson Patterson are about even. That's fair. But I think just James Robinson was getting fucked over in New York. But he was oh, getting, he, absolutely. He, he, going Absolutely. Why would you trade for him and then not utilize him? So like I think I think he was getting kind of sewered. Agreed. Um ooh, I got one.
1: I was about to say one for a receiver, but he hasn't taken a snap
0: with this current team yet. I'm gonna go DeAndre Hopkins. God.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Wide receiver room is fucking good. Yeah, I think you've already won this game. <laughs> yeah. I should have been looking at at oh okay. Uh, AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And honestly, I I, I sh- probably should have gone with AJ Brown because I think he might be better than DeAndre Hopkins right now. But I mean, Oof. I mean, I mean like, I've kind of saved it with the, with there for for my sake. Yeah. Now I have to think of a quarterback, and I'm going to try and do it off the top of the dome. Um, going through the divisions here. Uh, see I like him
2: I think he had a bad year this year but I think he's better than (laughs) what
0: he did I feel like a lot more when we kind of think about it yeah I know right I thought there was like it was pretty slim, but like there's actually a decent amount that you can kind of pick from. I'm trying to think, like right now, um, is this the last? Yeah, yep, you saw last have, round. Well, yeah, it's the last round. Yeah, you already have your quarterback, so I can kind I of talked through secret. it. Yeah, I can kind of talked through it. All right, I'm thinking like Russell Wilson. Then I'm also thinking like Ryan Tannehill. He's decent. Matt um, Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, he's kind of washed. He was an out. MVP. Yeah, but I yeah, think but you that, know
1: what? I feel like you got to go like all time, you know, like who these players once were, who they are now.
2: That's fair. That's fair. Um,
0: I see Matt Ryan so close to retiring that it's just like.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't even be fun to choose Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. Baker Mayfield, you can pick him. He's yeah. kind of booty cheeks, though. I'm going to go Russell Wilson. Um, I think this year was kind of like an outlier bad. I think mm-hmm. if he's bad next year, then it's a true talent of like he's well. Then just washed. Then I'm loving it because then that means Sean Payton was just absolutely nothing. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, With my last pick uh, at at wide receiver, there's actually so many names that I could have gone. Like Jarvis Landry was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking Brandon Cooks was a good one. Nikhil Harry. Got (laughs) you, buddy. Go. (laughs) Uh, Kenny Galladay. Uh, for what he was in Detroit, amazing. Uh, Christian Kirk, he's become kind of sexy. Devontae Parker, solid. Like, There's actually a lot more wide receiver names that you could go, but for someone in his time, who he was considered as one of the best, give me Julio. Julio, I love it. Yeah, he, you know what? My wide receiver room has turned around with that last one because D Hop kind of fallen off last yeah, year. I don't like I the know pick it's now. suspension.
0: I don't but, know to pick right now, but I should have gone AG Brown.
1: But who he was. You can't take that away from him. So you know I, what? I like the whole comparison, like Julio Jones and D hop. Like I still think like D
0: hop, like 50 50 ball, he's one of the best in the league still. Absolutely. His it's hands just, are huge. Yeah, it's just but
1: yeah, no, I you know what? I want to put this one up on the story because I feel like you get we get more interaction with story stuff. <laughs> Cause I actually want to see who
0: people would take more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll put it up on the story, and we'll even like, we'll uh maybe, maybe throw it up do a graphic as well. But. Um. Yeah. So let's run over the teams. So I had first pick. Um. I went, but my team looks like uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Christian McCaffrey, James Robinson, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, and T.J. Hawkinson. And I'm rocking at my QB position, Matthew Stafford,
1: Super Bowl winner, Kareem Hunt, the kicker, Cordell Patterson, best kick returner ever, question mark, Uh, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones,
0: and my big guy, Darren Waller. Where did uh, Darren Waller play? Baltimore. Baltimore. That's what it was. I knew we played for a second. I I think think
1: I think with the graphic, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put like all of them from their past teams. Yeah, yeah. People are like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, (laughs) you made uh, it this far to the end of the episode. Now you know why.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Hayden. That's just about wraps this up. This is this is a good fun episode. It was. Um, where can the people find you?
1: On Instagram and Twitter at Hayden underscore
0: Barton and on TikTok at HBart13. Send me memes. F- you can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefebvre, on Twitter at Jevin Lafave Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy underscore. Um, head to the Instagram where you can catch some stories and everything like that. Head to the YouTube, subscribe, like all the videos, comment, um, TikTok. Posting the clips there as well. And um, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. That helps grow the show. Um, thank you for listening. Canucks are losing 3-1 right now. Team Tank, go for Bedard. Woo! Love <laughs> you. Peace out. Thanks for listening.